0: white hello there so let's get the um kind of uh silly stuff over with first how do you think the whiskers are coming along guys um i think they're a little bit uh white as you can see here a little bit gray not i'm not as gray on the hair as that but anyway um i think they're gonna stay what do you think hey kathy nice to see you there uh welcome so um, as people are starting to join, hi Jonathan, uh, nice to see you there, and uh, hi Philip, and um, it's good to good to have a few people beginning to join. So I really just wanted to talk about uh, what I wrote about on my blog uh, yesterday. So um, if you are a multitasker, um, as I'm still, you know, a few more people are beginning to join, if you are a multitasker, then you might want to go over to my blog either by looking down. Um, here on on my Facebook page, if that's where you're seeing this, uh, where you'll see yesterday's post and you can click through, or just by Googling my name. Hi, Richard. Hi, Kirsty. Hi, James. Um, I think I've said hi to everyone else. If I haven't, if I've missed you, hi. Um, So, yeah, just as people continue to join, um, if you are a multitasker, I'm a terrible multitasker, um, and you haven't read the article yet, I suggest you just Google my name, Adrian Warnock, that's W-A-R-N-O-C-K, not one of the many other typos I've seen. Hi, Graham Walker. Hi, uh, David Baker. Hi, Ada. Uh, nice to have you on. Um, right, so here's the format. I'm going to just chat, um, and uh, if anyone's got any questions, you should be able to write a comment, and I should be able to see it as I'm talking. Um, and as I say, if you're a multitasker and you haven't yet read the article, then pop over to um, my blog by just searching my name, Adrian Warnock, not Warlock. Uh, that's a wizard. Um, hi, Kaz. Cuz, Hi, Kaz. Hi, Sue. Okay, well, there's enough people on for me to really kick off properly. So, yes, yesterday, I'm afraid I dropped a bit of a bombshell for some of you. Um, I know some of those closest to me have known about this for a while. It's not something I've kept secret. Um, but I don't live my life online as much as everyone might think I do. Uh, And I think, you know, the Bible says that there's a time to speak uh, and a time to be silent. There's a time to share, I guess you could say, and a time not to share. Uh, And I think we've all um, seen uh, Facebook examples of people oversharing, um, and I hope this isn't an example of that. Um, It is a very long article, so I have done one thing for you, um, for those of you that... Uh, perhaps would like to read it all, but you know maybe you didn't have time, or you just felt like it was too long. I've actually created a PDF version of it. And just before I went live, I've uploaded that PDF version to the blog. It will take maybe up to an hour before the blog post updates. Um, And when it does, though, you should see right at the bottom of the contents page the opportunity. Hi, David. Good to see uh, that there's someone else on here. Oh, there's two Davids who've just joined. And Steve as well. Nice to meet you, Uh, Steve. Nice to have you on. And hi, my sis. Hi, sis. Good to see you. Here as well. So if anyone's got any questions, Dave's done a great thing. He's put a comment in there, and that will come up nicely. So now that we've got a few more people, as I say, I'm going to kick off. So sorry for anyone who had a bit of a shock yesterday um, and saw that. Yes, I have had uh, a cancer diagnosis. Uh, it's been in my life for not quite 12 months, although I was I became sick exactly 12 months ago yesterday. Um, so I'll talk a little bit more about that. I think what I'll do is I'll just chat through probably the rough order of what comes up in, in the article. There is some logic uh, to my to my article. Um, it can seem a little bit rambly at first, but that's why I put it under subheadings. You know you've got a long blog article when you've got to have subheadings. Um, and, uh, and as I say, I've now put a PDF version of it, and that will be just under the content section uh, on that post. But So start off with just a little bit of introduction. Yeah, hi, Susan. Thanks very much. Uh, If you've got any questions, if you've read the article already, if you've got any questions, then please put those on. Hi, Wilson. Hi, Matthew. Um, Good to have you here. So if anyone's got questions, as I say, pop them up here and I'll try and answer them. Hi, Raymond. And hi, Wilson. Nice to see you there. So just to say, as I say, um, there was no question about it that my life changed a year ago. Uh, And I will get into the detail of that a little bit more later, just as I did in the article. Uh, But it was a sudden thing. Hi, Ben. Um, I suddenly became um, unwell. Uh, I'd been relatively healthy, um, and I—I uh, I have to say, the first thing that was pretty tr- tricky, actually. And I don't mind admitting, I've been very honest in Miss this blog post. Hi, Steve, and hi, Helen. Uh, I've been very honest, very open, because I think it's not great for us to to lie, is it? Hi, Peter. It was tough, and as a doctor myself. Um, to, to have doctors look at you and go, huh, what's going on? I don't get it. Because I was like really ill, um, but the pneumonia itself, although it was there, didn't look as bad as all my other symptoms. So they knew quite early on something else was going on. And they were also a bit puzzled why, you know, fit, healthy young guy like me uh, would, would get pneumonia. Although, of course, anyone can get it any time. Um, so they were puzzled, which confused me and bothered me. And as I say, it was on the 20th of May that I actually got the diagnosis. And I'll talk a bit more about that in a minute. Uh, This is just really by way of introduction still. And uh, there's actually been a lot of things. And I'll let you into a little secret right now, seeing as you're on this video. Um, Actually, I've written quite a lot of things about my experiences before I let on. Hi, Liz. Oh, there's a name from from the past. Nice to hear you, Liz. And hi, Don. Nice to um, have you on here. And as I've said to, for the new people, if you've got any questions about anything you've read in the article already or anything that I say, then please just pop them in and I'll do my best to answer them as they come up. I can see people joining and I can see people saying hello um, with a text message. You should have the opportunity of putting a comment. I think it's a little speech bubble bubble if you're looking on a phone, as I am. So um, as I say, I've written actually quite a lot um, in some ways, although not very often. So one of the things that happened was my my blog blog uh, frequency went right down. Hi, Joe. My blog frequency went right down. Hi, Susanna. Um, and I didn't write very much. But what I did write was a whole series actually about my feelings facing this cancer. I just didn't tell you that, that was what I was facing. But what you'll see as you work through the, the blog posts, for anyone who's not familiar with this, and this will still work in the PDF version, is that as you go through, you'll see a number of places where there's an underline and a link Uh, or blue text, depending on on the screen you're on. Hi, Joop. Hi, Kevin. Um, And um, you'll see that you can click on that and you can follow through to more detailed posts about a number of the points I've made. And to be honest, hi, Anthony. And hi, oh, I've already said hi, Joop. And and you'll see actually that um, if you're really clever, you'll realise that almost every post I've written on suffering, hi, Nicholas. Almost every post I've written on suffering, certainly over the last year or so, is actually linked in this in this article. So in a sense, this article, although it's quite long in itself, it's actually a bit of a gateway into my thinking as someone facing cancer, as someone facing leukemia. Uh, For the last uh, 12 months and what that's been like for me, uh, what's helped me uh, and sometimes what hasn't helped me uh, as well. So you'll see that. So um, and if you follow the links, you'll see some of the thoughts that have helped me um, over the over the years. And I've linked to those. Uh, I've not wanted to share the details. I think sometimes we do. Hi, John. Nice to see you on there. I think sometimes we do overshare, and I've not wanted to do that. I've wanted to give myself time, my family time, to process. Uh, It was mentioned at Jubilee Church a few months ago, but obviously not everybody would have been there that day. So a lot of people at the church would know, um, and some of my closest friends know, uh, all my family know, all my children know. So um, no one that's that. that, Sorry, I was going to say no one that's important to me but you know what I mean. No one that's really important to me, because you're all important to me, every one of you, but no one that's really important to me would have found out um, through reading my blog yesterday. Uh, everyone that knew about that. Um, but I did feel as well that I was ready, that um, a year on uh, with having handled this diagnosis, I was ready to be more open about it. And I've found it very helpful when other people have been open about things. Uh, one of the things I don't mention in the blog post is I remember hearing PJ Smythe Uh, years ago at a conference talking about his journey with cancer and actually he had a lymphoma uh, which is very closely related to the type of illness that I have Um, and uh, you know some of the things he said there were incredibly helpful and I've gone back and read them um, uh, before and actually I may well link to them from the blog at some point in the future because there's an old blog post of mine listing some of the things that he found. But also, so, so partly this is want, me wanting to help other people a bit. Hi, Todd. Um, me wanting to help you. Hi, Johnny. Ah, oh, good to see Johnny. Another blast from the past there. Uh, a name that I recognise well from years ago. Hi, Yvonne. Um, nice to see you there. And um, sorry, I've lost my train of thought there. Yes, yeah, so I do want to help other people. I do want to pass on some of the things that have helped me. I think, you know, I've been helped by others. And it's always good to pass on what you've learned. Uh, I'm not an expert, though. Um, um, So I'm also wanting to hear uh, what other people have got to say. And so don't just ask me questions. If you've learned something that wasn't in the article that you think would help other people who are facing not just cancer, but other forms of suffering, please let me know, uh, because I want to pass that on too. Hi, Eleanor, and hi, Johnny. Oh, you've already said And hi, Douglas. Now, yes, you're absolutely right, praying, Douglas. This is absolutely right. So that was the other reason, this perhaps slightly more selfish reason. Well, there's two selfish reasons. One is because I feel that you know I might be able to get a bit of help and advice and support from some of you who may be more expert at this than I am, who may have handled the, your own suffering for much longer than I have, and probably handled it better than I have as well, perhaps. Um, but also, I would really appreciate prayers. And so, Douglas, thank you for saying that you're praying. Um, and I, I guess I, I felt, you know, that it's a bit silly, really, to, uh, to not take advantage of the fact that so many of you, um, over the years who I've met, um, both in terms of friends, real friends—I mean, people I've met face to face—but also friends that I've met online, or fr- people I've never actually met, but who've read my blog, maybe commented on it, and you know, been been a good support in a way, and, and, and rooted for me over the years as I've perhaps been, you know, taking on heretics and different, you know, theological arguments and all of that sort of stuff. I know some of you have, have, have followed the journey for a long time, and so for some of you, actually you know, you do have space on your prayer list and you'd love to spend a bit of time praying for me. So I thought I was robbing you of that opportunity to pray for me and me of the benefits of that because I do believe in prayer. Um, But I do want to say one thing. I don't believe God is obligated to protect Christians from this kind of thing. And I think that's really important. Uh, There are lots of people today who, who would disagree. There are lots of people that would say things like, you know, healing is in the atonement and it's an automatically in the atonement. Well, I don't believe that. Uh, I mean, there's no 120-year-old faith healers, are there? Let's be honest. Um, every Christian at some point will get sick, and every Christian at some point, and hopefully for me, it's a very long way away. Um, though I'm told by my doctors, I should, you know, may well have a completely normal uh, lifespan. Hi, Ken. Nice to hear you. Um, and um, you know, I shouldn't shouldn't really worry about about that. But actually, we've got to realise God is not obligated to protect us from all harm just because we serve Him. Uh, One of the things I gave as an example, again, another thing that really helped me uh, was um, Matt Chandler's story. And I I won't reiterate all of that. But there is just one line which his doctor apparently said to him quite early on, uh, which I think underlines this point, which is that, you know, he was told, look, you could die on the way home by being hit by a truck. Um, And so actually, although and this is a big part of receiving the diagnosis. And if any of you have experienced this for yourself, uh, then you'll know exactly what i mean and if you haven't then please be ready because this could happen too hi james uh nice to hear from you thank you for that thank you for your prayers uh, and thanks don um for for, for thanking me uh, for the honest and genuine article as you put it now i you know i tried to be honest because if we're not honest well we're lying aren't we and i think it's very easy to try and put a a, a positive spin on things um, and of course, you know, I'm not going to share every single detail with you. You'll be glad to know. Um, it wouldn't be appropriate to do so. Um, all right to do so. And, um, so yeah, now I'm just going to adjust my position slightly. I'm just a little bit uncomfortable. Excuse me a moment. Yeah, that's a little bit better. Let me also take a sip of my cup of tea. Very relaxed and informal thing. I've actually finished my tea now, so that's that. I have this tea that I really like. It's called Bedtime Brew. Uh, It's a Yorkshire tea. It's called Bedtime Brew. There you go. It's a free advert for Yorkshire tea. Hey, Viv. Good to hear from you. Now, um, like I say, you know, when you are diagnosed, and this might happen to some of you in the future, so it's worth being ready for this, uh, it's one thing to know in theory that we're mortal. It's another thing to be face-to-face with it. Um, and I describe in the article that it's like having a curtain lifted, um, a curtain lifted. Uh, but of course, you know, everyone, um, doesn't have the guarantees that we think. And I think one of the things I would say, hi, I see, hi, that's great to hear you, uh, or see you on here as well. Um, thanks for joining us. And one of the things that, you know, the scriptures, and I'll read a bit of scriptures we go through today, cause I think it's helpful. It says, do not be surprised. Uh, at the fiery trial when it comes on you, so don't be surprised when you hit suffering. Uh, Jesus promised that we will hit, hit, that we will all experience suffering. Um, and and how many people know he always keeps his promises? He said in this in the world you will have trouble. You will, not may, but will, you will have trouble. You will have trouble. There's no question about it. Um, there's no doubt about it. Sorry, I'm just getting, trying to get a bit more comfortable. Um, Hi, Naomi. Good to see you there. Um, So, you know, problems will come. So don't be surprised when they come. Uh, The other thing I would say as well is that when problems come, um, actually there's a gift that it can give us. And this is probably the biggest difference that it's made to me. Hi, Julie. Uh, Thanks for joining. Um, And and that is this, recognising how much we actually have to be grateful for. And one of the things I didn't put in the article is I remember uh, during my first a uh, few days of being in hospital, uh, in the first, well, the first hospital I was admitted to, anyway, not the first hospital I attended, because I attended one um, as as a uh, in A and E, and then and then a couple of days later I was actually admitted. But I was lying opposite a man who hadn't been out of hospital for, I think, six months, uh, and he was on oxygen. He had terrible problems with his chest, um, and he was obviously a bit older than me and, um, I don't think he had too many visitors either, so I remember looking across and thinking how much more fortunate I was than him, uh, and, you know, I think some of you may well, um, feel, you know, sorry for me, and I don't want you to feel sorry for me, because actually there are many people who have much worse stories than me, um, and there's always somebody who's got a better story, and always somebody who's got a worse story, uh, and really it's very easy for us to be envious of other people, no matter what's happening in our lives, uh, and, uh, But actually, if you're envious of other people, that's not what God wants and that's not God's best for you. Um, And actually, what's much better is to realise how much more blessed you are than some other people. No matter what situation you're in, there's always something you can be grateful for. Uh, And, um, you know, I think, you know, having that sort of sense, you know, that life is not necessarily, you know, until you're 90 and then you're going to just fall asleep and, and, and that's it. You know that, that we don't have that guarantee. Well, actually, that makes us more appreciative for what we do have. It makes us more appreciative of, um, of, 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 of the things that God gives us, of the people that God gives us. Uh, it makes us more um, keen to, to be, to be a better person. I mean, I'm much more focused now on my friends and family than I was before. That's for sure. I want to do good by them. I'm not saying I'm always very good at that. And perhaps historically, I haven't been very good at that. But I'm very keen um, with the remainder of my life. And you know, I'm 46 now. So whatever happens, I've probably had at least half of it, probably more than half of it, 47. um, But I'm hopeful that I've got many more years to come, more decades to come. That certainly seems to be the way the doctors are saying uh, talking about this, so I'm not imminently about to leave. But at the same time, knowing that it's finite makes me all the more grateful and all the more determined. Um, and, you know, the Bible tells us to give thanks in all circumstances. And there's always something to be to be grateful for. And, and let's be grateful. Let's be grateful to God, but let's be grateful to other people as well. Um, and if I had any plea for those of you watching, and thank you that so many of you are watching, uh, I see another family member has joined. Thank you. And hi, Alan, and hi, Rex. Um, but what I was saying was, you know, let's, let's take the opportunity to look for chances to be grateful to people and express that. I'm not always very good at that, um, but, it's, um, but it's a good thing to do. Thanks, uh, Johnny, for the nice words about Hope Reborn. And I must admit, um, Hope Reborn, yeah, it's a good little moment to give a little plug for that. I'm very grateful to God that he enabled me. Uh, Oh, that's very odd. I don't understand why that um, came on. I had actually turned my phone there, uh, turned my phone off there, but somebody tried to ring then. Um, But anyway, I don't understand. Sorry. Yes. So I managed to write that book uh, before I was ill, and actually I found it very helpful myself because one of the things that's so important is to get back and I sort of talk about this towards the end of the blog post, but I'll mention it here to get back to the gospel. Uh, And you're right, Eleanor, tough situations make us realise the importance of being reliant on him. But it also makes us realise the importance of the gospel and what's really important. So we come back to the truth of the gospel. We come back to knowing that Jesus loves us. And we know Jesus loves us because of his death and resurrection for us. And Hope Reborn is a very simple book. um, But, you know, I've become quite a simple person these days. And I have to admit... I reread it myself, and it was a question of you know, physician, heal yourself. You know, and actually, the words that I'd written with Toppy all those a couple of years ago now, I found great at breathing hope back into me, and that's why the book was called Hope Reborn. Ultimately, only Christians have real hope, I would argue, and uh, we could get into a debate about that. Um, But actually, um, having the belief that. Goes beyond the grave, having the belief that Jesus loves us, having the belief that He's for us, that no matter what's happening, He's in control, and He's orchestrating little details, and He allows things to happen. I, I don't, I don't think of God as the author of my sickness. I want to be just really clear about that. Some people, um, you know, would say, "Well, we should even thank God, thank God for the illness." I, I don't do that. I thank Him in it because I believe that He restrains an awful lot of illness, but sometimes He allows it to happen, and there's a difference between allowing something to happen and really determining and planning and ordering it, if you like, authoring it. And I don't think we should make God into the author of pain and suffering. But at the same time, the Bible does tell us that God is at work in our suffering for our good, uh, and I've certainly seen that. Um, And so that hope is really important to me, and it's expressed in that book. And you know, I would urge you if you've not read that book, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not a Christian, or whether you've been a Christian twenty years, whether you've uh, you're not a Christian now, that book would help you understand the basics of the gospel. Uh, Gives the the Bible in a nutshell. Uh, Very inspired, actually, by people like Billy Graham and the simplicity of the gospel that he preached. We just tried to put it into modern language assuming nothing so yeah thanks for mentioning the book gave me an opportunity to give a plug hi pete just been talking about my book hope reborn i hope you won't mind me giving that a plug uh, and as i say um please do get yourself a copy of that if you haven't already there's a free chapter of that online and um you know we try to make it as cheap as absolutely possible uh we're certainly not making money out of it that's for sure that's not the plan there at all um so, yes, giving thanks in all circumstances, not for all circumstances, that's the word of God for us. So I think that's something I've learned a lot about. I'm very grateful. I try and be grateful to God each morning for how much energy I've got. And I don't have much, and it's running out soon. You'd be glad to know. I'll be dropping off this video at some point. And if I start to fall asleep, um, then you'll forgive me. I'm joking. Um, so, Okay. So in the article, um, I, I spoke about gratitude uh, and I deliberately did that early on before I got to my story because I wanted to give people a little bit of a kind of taster of some of the things i would learned. And then I weaved in my story. So I'm, I don't know how much of this to actually uh, share with you right now, um, but ultimately, and for the new people, 28th of April 2017... Uh, I was fit, I was healthy a couple of days before that. I'd been walking along a riverfront with some work colleagues on a business trip in Switzerland, and I encouraged them all, come on, let's not get the bus or the taxi to the office, let's walk. Hi, William, Willie. Hey, I was just talking about the book I did with you, so thanks for that. Hope Reborn, thanks for publishing that. Um, and uh, hi, Peter, uh, thanks for joining. And, um, yeah, like I say, I was walking home and um, and basically... I got to uh, a place I needed to change tubes, got out of the tube, legs went floppy, heart was racing, breathing was difficult, and my mind, that obviously, you know, um, I like my mind, we, we all do, don't we, but I rely on this, I mean, I'm pretty, I often used to joke that I'm alright from the neck up, you know, I'm not very good with my hands, uh, I'll never have a career as a as a craftsman, so I need this to work, and when this sort of stopped working really, and I felt confused that was quite a scary moment so I was taken to hospital um, and diagnosed with pneumonia Uh, as I say, a couple of days later I was admitted to my local hospital they did more tests it's a little bit more complicated than that Uh, ran into some problems with a local haematologist which I'll tell you about sometime but not here Um, but eventually got the diagnosis on the 20th of May having actually received a phone call of all things and and any doctors watching this please I beg you do not give bad news over the phone not helpful but I've heard a lot of people actually that this is happening to I guess doctors are very busy so you can sort of understand it but just ring people up and just say look you know um, saw something on the bloods not quite sure about need to do some more tests must have a chat with you it's quite important please can you come in that's enough, you know, and if someone doesn't respond to that, ring the GP and get them to chase them. Because honestly, being told over the phone that you're pretty sure someone that someone told me over the phone that they were pretty sure I had leukaemia, not helpful. Um, as I say, you know, I'll talk to you more about that face to face if anyone is interested in the, the horrors of that. Frederick Eaton, nice to see you there. Welcome. Um, I presume you're Tom's father. Hi, Dave. Good old... Dave, my my buddy, it was so lovely to have dinner with you the other day, Dave. Thanks for that. And uh, thanks for standing with me uh, through all of this. Uh, and I know there's been others as well. So like I say, I got the diagnosis, ended up in UCLH, was treated and was told, look, do you know what? You'll be all right. Okay, you've got this diagnosis, but your fatigue... And your weariness and your weakness and the difficulty that I had with walking and all of that. It'll just get better. It'll just get better. Because a lot of people with very early CLL have almost no symptoms at all. Uh, You won't need treating for years, I was told. Um, Don't worry too much about this. Yes, you've had a horrible experience with this infection. But, you know, it'll gradually get better. Um, And I think that's part of the reason I didn't want to make too much fuss about it as well. Uh, But it didn't. And uh, fast forward to now. Um, I've had two more operations, I've had two operations uh, for growth in my throat, Uh, not, well it was quite nasty at one point because it got so sort of big I was sort of choking, Um, but it wasn't going to, you know, it's not a major problem because they can just remove it, um, and so so I've done that, I may well need a third operation at some point, Uh, so that's something to pray about, Um, and I have had sort of repeated infections, but importantly for me um, is that I just haven't really, lost regained my energy um you know maybe i never really convalesced maybe i tried to go back to work too soon my work were very good though they tried to make it really easy for me they let me work from home uh, they made it really easy C- certain people at work took a lot of work off me um they didn't make me travel anymore well i did try a couple of times so it didn't really work so they said no more traveling adrian Hi I see. I know this is good. Let's see what I has got to say here. Um, bound to be some wisdom from Icy. Each day is given for us to do and be something for God that only He has made us to do. Amen. Preach it, sister. No matter our situation, He gives us what we need to fulfil what He wants us to do. Thank you, Agent, for spreading this news. You're absolutely right. And these days, I'm looking out for what I remember somebody years ago used to call divine appointments. Those moments. I was talking to a Muslim just the other day, waiting uh, at the hospital. And I was able to talk with them about their diagnosis and how their faith has been affected by that. And then about my faith and how that has been affected by that. And you know what? When I offered them a copy of my book, Hope Reborn, uh, they took it with great gratitude and thanks. I said, oh, I'll read that. So who knows, maybe that person will become a Christian, maybe not. Um, but I've been able to share the gospel with so many people and I'm much more alert to that now. Um, that's so important to just take the opportunities to make a difference to people. And sometimes even just to be nice to someone and be positive to someone. I mean, You'd be amazed the difference you can make to somebody, but just by thanking them. Say, you know what, people probably don't say this to you very often. what you just did for me you know that phone call from a call center or you know that serving in a shop or that being a waiter that was so helpful i just want to say i'm really appreciative of it hi sarah hi pembu hi shana hi kirk and hi tundai and thank you wilson for offering to pray i'm really grateful for that um so like i say um i'm on something called watch and wait Uh, so just to stress and i keep saying this hi chris because i know when people hear the word cancer they go oh my gosh what's happening but i'm on something called watch and wait i've been told that i shouldn't need aggressive treatment hopefully for years um, maybe not even ever in fact um, in some ways over the last year my leukemia has really been quite stable Uh, it hasn't been growing particularly fast it did grow in the tonsils so that caused me some problems but apart from that you know, my lymph nodes, which can grow with CLL, are not particularly large. So I haven't got sort of mumps here, although that's part of the idea of the beard, is to hide that as they start to grow. Um, bit of vanity there. Um, and, um, you know, and also my bloods are stable. So my, my white is yes, it's high. And when I first saw doctors, uh, they were quite worried about it. And said, oh, that's really high. But when I met a haematologist or a CLL specialist, they were like, Ach, Adrian, that's nothing so like i say hopefully although it's been challenging i'm not able to work because of the fatigue now i'm on long-term sick at the moment don't know how long that will be don't know if i'll be able to get back to work or when i'll be able to get back to work we'll just see i've been told by the doctors that if i have a bit more of a break that i am a bit more kind on myself and also do my physio uh, that i might be able to build myself up a bit and i might be able to get some more strength back uh, but my fatigue could get better It could stay the same or it could get worse, and they can't really predict that at the moment. It's very hard to say. I guess it's a little bit like people who have chronic fatigue syndrome, I suppose. Uh, Many people think about that, or ME, as being an immune uh, deficiency. Uh, And in my case, I do have an immune deficiency. And not everybody with CLL feels fatigued, but I think two-thirds of them do. Uh, And also, another thing that uh, two-thirds of people with CLL have is that they do not need... Urgent treatment, so I'm really pleased about that. That's one of those many things to be grateful about. And so, with the energy that I do have, uh, may not be enough to work, but it is enough to write things like this article. Obviously, it took me, as you can imagine, quite a few uh, days to write it. Might take you a few days to read it. If it is a bit long, I have put a PDF on the on the site now. I'm not sure if that's gone live yet. Um, but over the next uh, few minutes, probably by the time I'm finished, um, at the end of the content section on the post that's on my blog, you'll be able to download a PDF if you want to print it out or if you just prefer to read it without all the adverts and such like. Um, so like I say, uh, watch and wait's a weird thing, though, because you're basically told, look, there's cancer in every drop of blood in your body, um, but we don't want to do anything about it. But that is the right thing to do medically. I've read all about that. I understand all about that. Um, and so I'm, I'm quite at peace about that And I'm determined to sort of get on with my life And do the best I can with the strength that God get, does give me So you might even see more blog posts from me than, than you have in recent years um, And I'm, I'm looking for opportunities to be a blessing to people with the energy that I've got Whether that's family members, close friends, uh, perhaps some things at church I'm not quite sure But I certainly can't do too much because I can't overtire myself um, so, um, you know, we, we should seek healing um, I actually wrote a post which is linked on there About 10 tips for those who are seeking to be healed uh, Some do's and don'ts on there So um, that's one of the things you can link to um, And uh, But we don't always get healed People do get healed, but we don't always get healed So we have to keep praying, we keep having faith uh, I love this verse that I quoted here. We're so utterly burdened beyond our strength. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, the great giant of the faith. We were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for listening. And um, great, to hear, great to see you uh, commenting like that. And yes, thanks for praying. Really appreciate that. Like I say, going back to what the Apostle Paul said, we were burdened. We felt we'd received the sentence of death. But then listen to this, but this was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. And, you know, I wrote a book about the resurrection and I tell you, there's such hope to be found in that in that book, too, and uh, uh, certainly, for those of you who want something a bit more detailed and in depth and hope reborn, you might want to read that if you haven't already um, but it says "God who raises the dead," and then listen to this: He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us, so there's that confidence that God will deliver us, and on we on him we have set our hope that He will deliver us again, and then yes, you must help us by a prayer, so thanks for everyone who's offering to pray. So that there'll be a blessing granted to us and people will give thanks. So, you know, but actually God deliver us, delivers us in the middle of our troubles as well. There's no question about that. Uh, there's a lovely verse about God restoring us, strengthening us, establishing us. And I've been very aware of that in my life. It hasn't always been easy these last few months. Uh, I would not say that I've been a model of how to handle these things. It's, I was completely flawed at the beginning, I'll be honest. But God has helped me and my friends have helped me. Uh, thank you, John. Can't re- recommend Raised with Christ more highly. That think that was the title. Yes, it was. And then it had a subtitle, which was How the Resurrection Changes Everything. And uh, so happy recently to see uh, Lou Fellingham release an album um, entitled This Changes Everything. And I'm I doubt she was thinking about the book at the time, but that uh, title song could have been an anthem for the book because it talks about how the resurrection changes everything for us. And it certainly has changed my experience in the last 12 months, knowing that Jesus rose and that we will rise too uh, makes all the difference in the world, changes everything. So thanks for that. Johnny, you're very good at, at plugging there. You should, it's like a kind of commercial break coming up from Johnny there. But I'll be honest, um, you know, CLL has had a complex relationship with my faith. At the beginning, um, I, I did find that uh, a lot of my hope started to disappear. So that was one of the reasons I went back and reread my book. I also read the Bible a lot more. Um, I found, though, at the beginning, reading the Bible and praying lost some of its comfort to me, partly because I just didn't have the energy. And in fact, to a certain extent, that was happening even before I was officially sick. I think, you know, it was probably hiding in my body, although nobody knew about that. I certainly didn't know about that. And I didn't think there was anything wrong. But it's interesting to me that for a year or two before, um, before I actually got ill, I started to pull back. Yes, Eleanor, I mentioned right at the beginning the sermon by PJ Smythe. You're absolutely right. Very, very good. Very, very good little sermon there. Um, and thanks, Johnny, for the offer to support. Really appreciate that. So, like I say... Um, Uh, I had actually lost a lot of energy and passion in life I'd drawn back from a lot of things I was doing like church and writing and and all sorts of things hobbies you know all my hobbies had gone basically and preaching and just couldn't didn't feel like preaching anymore and at the time if I thought anything at all I just thought oh it's because I'm commuting to work now because I had worked from home for a decade before then but I think it was a bit more than that um with the retrospectoscope, I was definitely losing some of my capacity. So I was able to do my job, I was able to do my busy job, but I didn't really feel able to do much else at that time. And and uh, that apathy that I was feeling, uh, perhaps with the retrospectoscope, maybe it was the illness beginning to take a hold. But as I say, I had no way of knowing that at the time, and certainly didn't suspect anything was wrong at the time. I just gradually it sort of crept up on me, really. Uh, but certainly um, at the beginning, I found it tough. Um, But my testimony would be that over the last months, you know, finding my way back, if you like, to God and finding my way back to hope has made all the difference. It really has. And so I would encourage you uh, for that. Um, And, uh, you know, to to do the same thing. And there's a playlist. I mentioned a song uh, there by Louise Fellingham. And that song is on a playlist which I call Gospel Hope. Uh, You can find that on Spotify or on Apple Music. I put together a mixture of old and new songs, not really very upbeat, tem- up-tempo songs. They're more slower, contemplative songs. Some of them are written out of what I call an emotional place, out of a place of pain, in some cases, difficulties that people have experienced and that they've chosen to write about. Um, so they've been really good. Um, and I, I found those very helpful and uh, would commend that to you because it stirs the heart. There are times I listen to those songs uh, and you know, tears are running down my face and I'm coming back to God and I'm thanking him for what he's done for me. And I'm thanking him for the hope that he's given me and the future that he's given me uh, and, and that belief that I've got that, uh, you know, whatever happens, it's not the end. Hi, Jeff. Um, this is not the end. You know, a diagnosis like this isn't even the end in a human point of view, because many people, you know, fear the diagnosis of cancer. But the reality is that not just with CLL, but with lots of other um, cancers, people are actually surviving a very long time. Hi, Sam. Uh, They're surviving a very long time with some of these cancers now. Cancers that we used to think of as fatal and and a death sentence are not not turning out to be that way. And I'm now just talking about human treatment, not talking about when God intervenes and heals, which, of course god does too so i mean you know i mentioned the matt chandler story i think a lot of people would have predicted that he would have passed on um quite quickly but he's now nine ten years i think it is post his diagnosis and he had to have brain surgery he had to have chemotherapy he had to have radiotherapy and he had to have prayer and a combination of all of those things has led to you know a long uh, much longer survival for him than than anybody thought um now You'll be glad to know that I have no intention on becoming, you know, obsessed by my illness. Um, I'm not going to give you a blow-by-blow account on my blog. Uh, If anyone's interested um, in, in the headlines, if you like, then it's probably worth subscribing to the blog by email now because Facebook doesn't always show you things. Uh, if you do want to keep up, but the blog won 't only be about my illness yes'll be i 'm sure there 'll be posts about it there and i 'm sure there 'll be posts more more likely actually to be posts about things that God has been speaking to me about things that i've found helpful uh, verses from the Bible those kinds of things um, but there'll be other stuff too um, on there as well. So if anyone really wants to keep up um, with more in the know, then uh, I suggest you send me an email or something and just say, hey, look, you know, can you, can you give me a bit more detail than perhaps you give uh, the world and his dog? Because I don't want to be that person who overshares everything. I don't, I, I don't want to be that person who gives you a blow-by-blow account. Obviously, major bits of news, no doubt. I'll start to share that because I do appreciate prayers um, for, for, for that. Um, I've given up on trying to pretend I'm strong. I've given up on trying to look cool, if you like. That's why I put the beard, grow in the beard perhaps. Um, and I'm much more um, keen to be sort of open and honest, but I don't want to be that person um, who who, um, uh, who overshares. Um, so, but I would encourage you just to spend a moment thinking about how well prepared are you for the time that might come to you one day, or when a sickness comes to you or to a, um, or to a loved one, uh, things like insurance products very important. Actually, uh, that's made a big difference to us. And I know we can't always afford that. We do have to mix it with faith, realism, not being bound by fear. I get that, but just you know, think about it. You know, what what will it be? Because it, it was a bit of a shock to me, um, and I, I hadn't really perhaps thought about it enough uh, that the would could and would perhaps come a day when I would get sick. Um, So do just think that through and pray about that. Without, without, you know, giving way to fear. I don't, certainly don't want you all to be terrified that, oh, my gosh, it might be me next. Because actually, you know, there aren't too many other people facing things like this, even in my church. And the church is pretty large. There's a few thousand of us. And it's not, it's not as though um, there's lots of people. So fortunately, uh, when we're younger, we can, um, you know, feel fairly confident about our ongoing health. Although, obviously, the older we get, the, uh, you know, the more likely it is that we will come into these kinds of experiences. And it's worth being prepared. And yes, you know, I do ask God to heal me. Um, I am keen uh, to be healed. Um, And I would encourage you to look at my 10 tips if you're a Christian wanting to be healed. 10 tips for that. If you look into the blog post, you'll see that. And um, I'm almost finished, I think. My voice is getting quite tired. I don't know if anyone's got any questions uh, having listened to all of this. Uh, Hi, Deb. And hi, Susan. Um, If you've got any questions, having read the article or listened to me waffle on, then um, this is time to ask them because I will be coming towards the end very shortly. Um, I'm guessing that for many people you've just listened and I suppose I've answered a lot of questions that you might have um, otherwise had. Um, So I do think, um, like I say, I value your prayers. I'm very grateful to God. I'm very conscious of Jesus being at work in me. I'm very conscious of hope. Um, What I don't want, by the way, is I don't want any of you um, to think of me as some kind of hero. One person wrote that they thought I was a giant, uh, and I'm not a giant. I'm far from it, and my family certainly know that. Um, And, you know, there have been times when I've cried. Uh, I don't mind admitting that. Uh, There's been times when I haven't been able to sleep. Uh, There's been times when I've been, you know, pretty anxious, pretty in despair there's been times when things have gone round and round and round in my mind what about this what about that you know my throat has been a big issue and if you want to pray for something you can pray for my throat uh, because I've had so many things going wrong with my throat I've had infections uh, bacterial and fungal Um, I've had my tonsils removed I've had my lingual tonsils removed. Of all things, the little uvula, you know, the little dangly thing, that's just decided to grow. No particular reason. They don't think it's because of the cancer. It's just an odd thing. And that's now tickling the back of my throat. So just recently, I could feel a sensation in my throat. just It was only about a week or so ago. And I thought, oh, no, um, it's growing again. And also, my voice started to go husky. It's actually held up really well on this call. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I was warned that a husky voice could be a sign that the lingual tonsils, which are on the tongue, we're growing again so I was like oh no so then I went to see uh, the NT doctor and they put a tube down and they said well actually two things firstly you've got this little dangly bit that's tickling the back of your throat so don't worry we can you know, at some point we'll chop that off but not yet um, and then also um it was actually to do with my hay fever, and I needed to improve my hay fever control. And sure enough, just changed my nose spray, and my voice is getting better already. So I've had that. I've also got a little bit of reflux. Uh, but again, symptom. You know, I'm on a tablet to, to, to control that. Um, and so yeah, what goes on in my throat is pretty complicated at times. And my poor GP, who's been fantastic, um, has to try and untangle it all. Hi, Richard. Hi, Ed. Hi, Angie. Hi, Susan. So, yeah, like, sorry, I don't want to get into sort of all the ins and outs of it. But there's those sorts of things, you know, and you go through your mind, oh, I've got this new pain in my throat, or my voice is husky, or I can feel a lump in my throat, or what's going on? Uh, And obviously, at points, that's been something serious. And I was admitted to hospital as an emergency to have the tonsils out because they'd grown, and I was sort of choking and not able to breathe. But other times, it's not been an emergency, but it's needed to be dealt with. Um, so you do sort of, your mind starts to play tricks on you, not just about the big stuff, but, but also about the small stuff. So yeah, I've not been perfect, far from it. I've certainly sometimes been a bit kind of irritable to live with, and my family will attest to that, um, trying to learn not to be that. And I think one of the ways to do that um, has been to slow down. Um, that's been really important for me I've had to slow down, I've had to stop work and I've had to make sure that I don't just replace work with a bunch of other stuff I have to try and just do really one key thing a day um, and pace myself um, and try and do my exercises to try and build up my physical strength but it's not just about the physical strength it's about the emotional strength and the mental strength so try not to do too much so if any of you ask me to do something and I say no um, then you'll know why Um, but I do do something um and i do you know obviously i need to be able to use the strength that god has given me in the way that he wants me to use it and that's true for everyone really um we all have different capacities mine has just got a lot smaller now um someone in fact it was my gp said welcome to the world of normal people adrian because in the past a lot of people wondered how on earth hi adrian good name and hi ed uh, I think in the past, you know, a lot of people used to look at all that I did. My full-time job, a lot of people didn't realise that. Some people thought, you know, I sort of worked for the church or something because of what I did for the church. I was used to preach quite a bit. Um, and, you know, at one point I was overseeing small groups. Earlier than that I used to do student work, wrote a couple of books, did a lot of blogging, uh, did a fair bit of preaching, used to, you know, advise, uh, discuss things with the elders and various, all, all sorts of things that I did. Uh, and I was always really busy. And people used to say, how do you do it all? And I used to just flippantly say... Well, because I don't watch much TV. But what I guess I've realised now is that, you know, God, for that season in my life, gave me quite a lot of capacity, actually, to do more than what perhaps ordinary people would do. Hi, Adrian. Thanks uh, to hear that. And yes, thank you. I've spoken a lot in this little chat about um, prayer. And many people have agreed to and offered to pray for me, which I'm really, really grateful for. Um, and I'm just coming towards the end. Hi, David. Sorry that you're coming just as I'm getting to the end um and thanks yeah i've tried to be open because i and then bear in mind i've you know this has been 12 months coming so i'm not saying that everyone has to do this and everyone has to to the same extent i did and there's more i could have said you know i didn't talk too much about the times i was crying into my pillow uh or the times i needed to go and see a counselor or any of those things um but yeah well like i say um god has been at work in me um my GP said to me, now welcome to the world of ordinary people, Adrian, because your capacity is that much lower. Uh, perhaps it's lower than, than, than most normal people, but it's probably higher than some people can cope with. Um, certainly it's higher than some sick people would cope with. So I'm very grateful for the strength I do have, and I'm very determined to use it uh, for good uh, and hopefully to be an encouragement. Um, like I said at the beginning, I wrote the article. Yes, partly because it's quite cathartic, but I've got people to talk to. Hi, Emily. Oh, I haven't heard from you for a while. Nice to see you, see your name there. Um, like I say, it was quite cathartic to write the article. So it was good for me from that point of view. But I've got other people I can talk to uh, in that way. Um, it was really because I wanted to hopefully be an encouragement to some other people who are facing perhaps similar problems, not just cancer, but other forms of suffering. And like I say, I kind of want to be a bit of a clearinghouse, really. Uh, maybe some of you watching this have got some tips that have helped you with suffering that you've faced perhaps Bible verses that have helped you uh, or specific words of encouragement or specific mental strategies because that's one of the things I've realised is the importance of changing your thinking. So, for example, instead of being frustrated about how weak I am and how I don't have enough strength anymore, I've tried to teach myself to be grateful that I do have some and that there's something I can do with my life still. And there's some benefit I can have towards others, and to take great pleasure actually out of doing little things to help and encourage other people. Uh, I was talking earlier about just saying thank you to people, but also sometimes to share the gospel with people more than I've ever done before, really. Um, and I'm obviously quite fortunate in that I can send, I can hand them a book that I wrote. Uh, I mean, it's hard for people to turn that down, uh, and I've given out more copies of that book now than I ever have um, to people. And I don't say that to someone blow my own trumpet, because. Um, you know, I've been rubbish at that in the past and it's very easy perhaps when, you know, I don't have the pressure of work, um, to think about every encounter and just say, well, you know, is this an opportunity, you know, to do something for someone else? Is this an opportunity just to pass on some encouragement? Is this an opportunity to offer some hope? Is this an opportunity, uh, to maybe even share the gospel, uh, and to be positive? I think, you know, we, we meet so many people each day. Uh, and sometimes we can make a positive difference in their life and amen edgar i really do believe that god is able to heal completely and that's certainly my prayer i would love uh, for that and for when i am weak then i am strong lovely verse john um i'm actually unless anyone's got any last minute questions so this is really the opportunity to just type a question don't worry i'm not going to bring you onto the camera but if you type a question or any last-minute comments that you'd like to share with people, then pull them out now. But otherwise, I'm going to end with a verse that, in December 2016, before this all started, but whilst uh, I was just um, I just finished a job and was about to start another one, uh, someone sent me um, these words, and I've written a whole series about these words, which are linked, and it's it's where the um, the, uh, the 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 post ends, and it's where this. Um, podcast will end or whatever you call this facebook live will end um and um that's an interesting quote from the book of common prayer i'll just read that julie thank you for sharing that oh god the source of all health so fill my heart with faith in your love that with calm expectancy don't you love those words calm expectancy because there's a peace that needs to come uh you don't need to whip yourself up with calm expectancy, I may make room for your power to possess me. Amen. And gracefully accept your healing through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. That's a great prayer. You know, it's very easy for, a uh, you know, for a free church person like me to, uh, you know, to sort of not not be very positive about written prayers. But I have to say, I've written a few prayers down. It's certainly helpful when you haven't got good concentration sometimes to write prayers down. Um, yourself but also to to use prayers that other people have written so thanks for sharing that Julie very very helpful but the words that I was given in December 2016 which I will end uh, today's uh, Facebook live with is a great promise from God and it's one that we can take for an individual suffering period that we're in and many times those things are limited praise God for that that we come out the other side but also, if it does become quite extended, and you're not quite sure where the end is, and you even wonder whether the end might be heaven, uh, actually, God does these things even in the middle of our suffering, these promises that we're going to uh, highlight in a minute. But also, um, they are eternal. And the verse talks about the eternal promises that God has for us. Um, so we know, actually, that there is a day coming. I love that old song. There is a day you know, when all suffering will cease. And we're all looking forward to that day. Uh, because we all suffer to some degree or other in our lives and we all have periods of suffering. But if you're in the middle of a period, period of suffering right now, here is God's words for you. And these are the words that I've clung on to more than anything else over the last 12 months. Uh, and I'll just leave you with these words. After you have suffered a little while, and I will just say, you know, light and momentary troubles and all that. They don't always feel like a little while. doesn't always feel like light and momentary, but in the light of eternity even a lifelong suffering which some people do have and I'm very grateful that I've had 47 years of, of pretty good health actually um, so in the, in the light of that even if I'm not healed um, you know the rest of my life is light and momentary in the light of eternity and in the light of the health I have experienced so far but he, the Bible says this after you've suffered a little while the God of all grace and honestly isn't it wonderful that God is, is gracious to us when we w- are weak he is strong when we Uh, our faith falters even when we feel like we're backsliding and I've been there Um, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't um, disown us he comes back to us but the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ and there's that hope again that we've spoken about the hope of the resurrection the hope of uh, of the gospel held out for us the hope of our resurrection held out for us he's called us to his eternal glory in Christ and if he's done that if he's done all of that for us, if if, if you know the Bible sort of talks about if, if if Jesus laid down his life for us, how much more will he give us all things? So how much more, you know, he's called us to the eternal glory in Christ. How much more will he himself? And I love this. Sometimes you know we're so weak we don't feel we can do anything, and as Christians we're often wanting to do stuff, and there are things we can do, but he himself will restore, confirm, strengthen. And establish you. And as I say, I've written articles about each of those words. Restore. Bringing you back to health, perhaps. Putting things back that were broken. Confirm you. Making you healthy. Making you strong again. Strengthening you when you're feeling weak. And establishing you. Giving you a foundation. And that word actually has been a bit of a jumping off point as well. Because it's the same word that Jesus uses when he says um, about building your house on a rock. That if your foundation is established firm on a rock, then when the storms come, and they will come, I mean that's not a great prophecy, I know, it's not something you're going to thank me for saying. But Jesus said it, in this world you will have troubles. So I prophesy that to you, hopefully not yet, hopefully in years and years to come, but you will have troubles, you will have suffering. I'm not some special case. Um, in this world you will have troubles, but he has overcome the world. And so when the storm comes, if your life is built on a solid foundation, you, you might be shaken and you might even feel like it's going to fall. Uh, it might even a bit begin to crack and begin to tumble a little bit, which is how it's felt for me. But my testimony is this, it hasn't fallen completely. Because my life is built on that foundation. And I've gone back to the foundation. That's why I've reread the Gospel book. That's why I've listened to those Gospel Hope songs. That's why I've gone back to some of those simple bits in the Bible that, that we can take for granted. Because it's that simple foundation that gives you solidity. That establishes you. That makes you firm. But it's interesting. Because what Jesus says this. He, he describes the person that builds that foundation. He says it's like The man who builds his house on the rock, he says, is like someone who hears my words, so Jesus' words, and obeys them. And I remember at the back end of last year, as I was just coming towards the end of writing this series on these words that I've hang on to so strongly for these last, um, well, more than 12 months, actually, um, that have really strengthened me, that's given me hope at times when i felt like fully in despair. Um... But there's a key there. The establishing is actually, according to Jesus, the way to be established is to hear his words, Jesus' own words, and obey them. And I just wonder, when was the last time you paid a strong attention to what the commands of Jesus are? So one of the things that is intensely linked, actually, to my experiences is through this health scare that I've had. Uh, but may not may, may not immediately be obvious to people who haven't watched this video, uh, but do read the blog is that actually my series on the commands of Jesus is critical because at the t- beginning of this year I made um, a, a rather different kind of New Year's resolution. You know, bearing in mind that I was unwell, bearing in mind that I knew that another operation was was, was imminent. Really, by then, um, and I was still struggling, and you know, didn't really know whether I was going to be able to get back to work properly, and all of those things. But actually, what, what I felt God laid on my heart was to determine, to learn more about the commands of Jesus and learn how to obey them. We can't obey them in our own strength, by the way. That's a bit of a sneak preview. Um, but if you haven't read my blog for a while, maybe you thought I dropped off the Internet, as somebody said, um, then you can go over there and you can actually subscribe to the blog on email. So you'll get them in the emails in your inbox every day if that would be helpful for you but it won't be every day I, at the moment I'm only writing about once a week and you'd get an email just when I write a new thing uh, because Facebook doesn't always show you things um, even by friends even if you like them so if you do want to make sure you don't miss any of those then you can subscribe on email or you can just go over to my blog and you'll see that actually I have been writing not very often but I've written a series and actually it's things like abiding in Jesus it's things like coming to Jesus following him uh, loving him worshipping him obeying him and yes there will be then more specific commands that jesus gives us and i found in that a very helpful book and uh encourage you to get hold of that as well um uh, called what jesus demands of the world by john piper and i'm just slowly working my way through that book um, and the commands that jesus gave and then putting my own giving my own take on it sometimes quoting piper but but it's not really um just about what he said it's more obviously about what jesus has said and uh about learning how it is that we can uh, follow uh, Jesus. Now, I've waffled on for ages. Um, no one has actually sent any questions uh, or comments apart from that lovely quote from Julie, so thanks for that. Um, and John Johnny's comment about, for when I am weak, I'm strong. I'm just scrolling back in case I forgot any. Um, and um, and yeah, thanks for all the people um, who've said that they'd be praying. And for the positive feedback, I was a bit scared, to be honest, writing that blog post. It was, um, you know, the most vulnerable blog post I've ever written. Um, I took a very long time to write it and edit it over, you know, many days. um, I've been sort of writing about it and I've been thinking about it for many weeks. Um, It wasn't a rash thing. It wasn't just rattled out one night. Um, And um, Yvonne has just mentioned a song. Uh, Thank you for that. The Casting Crowns song, Who Am I?, I don't know that song so I'll look that up um and if um if I like it and I like the lyrics then I'll add it to that gospel hope uh playlist and if you want to get hold of that as well I would strongly encourage you to do that I listen to that quite a lot these days um there's some great songs in there uh, maybe not all of them will be to your taste and then you can obviously create your own playlist of the ones that do bless you but I often you know just put one on put that list on shuffle play on on Spotify Uh, And I can almost guarantee that, you know, by the second or third or fourth song, uh, one of them will have just hit me right here in the heart. And I've had tears listening to those playlists and God has done some heart surgery uh, through me. Uh, And also singing them back to God sometimes as well, allowing yourself to get caught up again in worship. And you can do that even if you're quite sick, actually. I've got a great set of headphones that I love. Um, I've paid out a bit of money on those and I don't regret spending money on that. Uh, I was generous to myself, if you like. Uh, they're noise-cancelling headphones, so they work really well on the tube, uh, on the on the times so when I don't have to go up to hospital. I'm not going into work at the moment, so say I'm long sick. Um, so really, oh, hi, Anna, you've just joined and I'm about to go, and same for Michael and, uh, and Mike, and uh, thanks for that. So like I say, I'm going to give one more opportunity. If anyone wants to make a comment, suggestion, or ask a question, um, and then I'm going to, call an end to this and thank you very much i think maybe a few of you by the looks of the numbers might have even stayed on for this whole long time um and i've waffled on for ages i've lost track of time <clears throat> and i am getting tired now um and you're probably getting tired now and um, you're probably thinking well it doesn't look too fatigued to me I don't know what that's all about um, but i guess the nature of fatigue is, is is not that we're unable to do anything it's just that we can't do as much as we used to be able to do before we hit that wall of of tiredness. And I must admit, I'm getting quite close to that wall now. Um, My voice has held up well, so I'm pleased about that. Obviously, the doctor was right. I just needed to change my nose spray, so that's good. Sorry for the details on that. And I'm clearly going to overshare if I carry on talking for much longer, so... Um, there's been no comments for a little while, um, so thank you very, very much, everyone, for joining, for listening, for reading the article. Uh, do encourage you to pass on the article to anyone that you think it will be helpful for, um, and, um, and, and and to yeah, thank you for offering to pray for me. Um, you know, do pray for yourself as well that God will um, you know bring that gospel hope back to life in all of us, so that that becomes critical in us. And yes, thank you, Jeff. God bless. Oh, Jake, I'm so sorry, mate. You've just joined and I'm just saying goodbye to everyone. Facebook, I believe, actually does record these. Um, So if you joined halfway through and you'd like to sort of watch the beginning bit, um, or if you've got somebody you know that's suffering, um, or maybe even got a cancer diagnosis or some other sickness that you think it might be useful for them to watch this, um, then please go ahead and and, um, point them to that on Facebook point them to the post and as I said at the beginning for anyone who didn't hear the article that this whole video was based on is quite long Um, so I've just recently made it available as a PDF hopefully by now it will have updated because it takes a few minutes after I hit publish for it to update and thank you Ben lovely to hear that you and Lynn are praying really appreciate that and Esther you really are too late Um, so sorry you're just joining just as I'm saying goodbye oh hang on uh, let's just see what Donald's got to say. Thank you for your honest testimony, Adrian. Times have been difficult for me lately. They're not so severe as yours. You know, it's funny, Donald. I, I've i tried to get away from this comparing thing because, you know, each of us have our own journey. Um, and some people's journey sounds terrible when it's written down in paper, but maybe it's not as bad as all that. Um, and some of us find some of the things we're facing... Uh, more, more difficult, you know. So there are people, um, I'm sure, that have gone through things that, in many ways, are much worse than mine, and yet perhaps emotionally, um, they found it less impactful. You know, I think for me, perhaps it was the shock of it and the change of pace that was particularly difficult. And perhaps as a father, as well, concerned about my kids, I don't know. But so, so don't try and compare yourself, if you wouldn't mind. Um, if you're going through difficulty, just own it. You've been going through a difficulty. Um, and we pray for you, Donald, actually, that God will bless you in your difficulty and that for you also the gospel will become more precious, that Jesus will become more precious to you. Um, and my example, apparently, you say your your example of honest but faithful coping uh, is encouraging to me and will help others too. Well, that's what I pray. I didn't want to hold myself up as some kind of model of, this is the way you should respond because I've realized that there's no such thing. You know, people will respond to these situations in very different ways um, and not everybody will share publicly. I've taken a long time to share publicly and you may find that I don't say that much more about it. Certainly, I doubt I'll write another long article like this about it, Um, but I do pray that what I have said will be encouraging. And as I say, uh, this video will be available on Facebook Um, the article itself is available on adrianwarnock.com or just google my name and after the contents list at the beginning of the article um, there will be a pdf available so thank you very very much and um, for people who've just joined i'm sorry that you're a bit short-changed but you can always go back and watch the replay if you feel like you've missed out thank you very much Um, really appreciate everyone for coming online and for the helpful comments and uh, the quotes and, and, and everything that people have shared so thanks a lot Bye.